Hello and welcome to episode eight. I think it is. I keep forgetting how many we've done. I'm like, ah, but welcome. How's your week been, Malia? It's been good. It's been good. Still recovering from the last game against Seven Oaks. Um, I've been home, back to Gloucester as well. So just preparing for our next game on Saturday. Yeah, busy, busy week as always. Um, let's have a quick chat because we've got a very special guest on today's show. We're going to be talking to Georgia Gale from the Sheffield Hatters. I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of what Georgia thinks of the season and kind of getting a, a, an insight into her journey uh, so far. Before that, let's have a little look at the fixtures from last weekend because um, there was a, quite a few matchups that were we thought were going to be quite close. Um, I did catch up to you a little bit in our little competition. So I am now only one behind. So oh. that's that's getting tight. Not a num. I'm just upset. I'm upset with you guys. <laughs> so we'll start with that game. Caledonia, not a num. Do you know, I think that one we both said Caledonia would win. I think we got kind of sucked in with their new signings a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it'll be long though before they're picking up the wins. Um, 82 76 for Caledonia. Uh, Brooklyn Pinnell really stealing the show again. 32 points for her this time. Um, really, really putting big numbers up in the last few weeks. Um, Kennedy Nicholas again, 20 rebounds. I think that's her second or third 20 rebound game this season. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> But again, Taylor Edwards, a couple of um, assists and a rebound away from the, that, that triple-double. I reckon that, that's not far away as well. Lake and James, 17.6 rebounds, four assists. So the new signings really hitting the ground running for Caledonia. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see them just gel more together and get more dubs, I guess. Mm. Well, Newcastle-London, a match I was at on Saturday night. Um. Again, over 200 fans there, which is was really promising that they're keeping up, kind of keeping that, um, the n- numbers going. I read today that they're targeting a game in March against Caledonia to have the kind of full BBL set up, as it were, for the New Glass Eagles. And they're really going to market it, it, it quite like hard and, and, and try and kind of see what it could be like, I guess, if, if we keep keep going. So that that's going to be exciting, I think, in March. Yeah. try and get as many people there as possible yeah it's great to see it as well because this kind of shows if the effort is put in the outcome will actually be a positive one so um hopefully other teams can can um, mimic exactly what they're doing which will make the league a lot more interesting and better because if you play with a crowd there you automatically just play better because you've got that atmosphere I was quite surprised on Saturday that it was still, I mean, it was obviously the night after all of the storms and the winds and the damage that mm-hmm. up here yeah. kind of well, really hit hit uh, hard. But there was still, kind of, I think it was snow when we got there and stuff like that. So it was, it was nice to see the crowd still there. Um, London were incredible. Um, it's the first time I've seen them live this season. Um, I mean, the same names we talk about all the time, but that, that squad is just so deep. You talk about Kenny Leonard, Joel Eden Warner, uh, Cassie Breen was knocking the threes down again, and and Shanice Beckford Norton is so quick. 
It is it's, unbelievable. It's just like again, ridiculous. <laughs> but that finished um, uh, 45-100. So obviously a very comprehensive win. Um, just a quick note about London. Uh, result tonight, unfortunately, did not go uh, their way um, in their European journey. Uh, so that's that's a big shame. But super proud of them, though first season um, in the Euro Cup and I think they've done an amazing job and I think next season now that they know exactly um, what's to come they're probably going to do a lot better. Absolutely and, and to do with that that British core as well um, I think I think that kind of helps helps the kind of league helps Britain out more that it wasn't just that, yeah, they're, they're using kind of the British talent that, that yeah. bring it back. I think that's what I'm saying. Um, oh, let's go to Essex, Cardiff. Uh, Essex have, have kind of really come along this season. 94-75. Um, a real team performance. Five players in double figures. Um, something I noticed on the stat sheet, Angel Wirth had a plus-minus of 25 in the 20 minutes she, she played. No still waiting else. for her dunk. I am still waiting for it, but not against Gloucester. <laughs> Nothing's allowed against Gloucester. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, but Cardiff have gone a few games now without a win, so they'll be looking to to target uh, one of their next matches. But I mean, Seven Oaks next for them again, very tough, tough assignment. As you as you found out on on their Sunday, was it Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, that finished forty four eighty five. Um, <clears throat> Cat Carl one point away from a triple double. I know. One I know. point. I was did like, you, I was looking you, like, yes, thank God. <laughs> did you get into foul trouble early in that game? I don't know if it was the first or second quarter, but I was on three fouls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did one on purpose because I was like, I needed a sub, <laughs> and then. The others, it was they were questionable. Okay, yeah. questionable. We'll, we'll, we've talked about referees quite a bit, haven't we? We'll just we stay there. <laughs> I need to stay on their good side. I need to be on their good side. Um, uh, last match of that weekend was Essex against Leicester, and this is the one that we we kind of you went Essex, I went Leicester, and Leicester ninety six ninety. With uh, Anna Lapman Cooper, 35 points. Saved the day for me. <laughs> That's the only reason why I didn't vote for <laughs> for Player of the Week, just because I got the L. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Player of the Week. So uh, I'm hoping to be there on Saturday for the um, the handover. Eva can't come this week, though. She's at a, a sleepover birthday party. So I might have to get I get invited to everything. I feel like every weekend. <laughs> Social life, man, better than mine. Most popular. <laughs> so that that was kind of a quick roundup of the games um, last weekend. Looking ahead to next weekend, uh, we, we've mentioned Seven Oaks and Cardiff again. Tough assignment for Cardiff. Now, one of the games I found interesting. Caledonia, Auckland's two teams wow. in and around that bottom part of the league will be targeting think, this match. Yeah, that's the, I'm gonna have to think about it. 
And, and I'll I'm go going with going. Oakland's. I'll go with Oakland's. Old team got to go with them. Oh, do you yeah. know what I'm going? I'm going Caledonia. <laughs> so that makes us level, I reckon, right? So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> our guest today, Georgia Gale, they're, they're, her Sheffield team are playing Essex this weekend, which it again looks like another tasty matchup. Yeah. God. I was, I was gonna have to think about that one as well. We've got yourselves yeah. against Nottingham. Oh. Mentioned Brooklyn Pinnell. How are you gonna stop her? Don't worry, we've got that under control. <laughs> like, we've had three hard games now. Like we played three of the top teams in the league. So now playing Nottingham, I think you're you're gonna ex- you're gonna see something. You're gonna be oof, like, okay, oof. maybe they ain't that bad. <laughs> We've got fighting talk from Elite Fighting talk. I feel like I do this before every game. Maybe I need to stop. Maybe this is why we're losing. <laughs> no, you've got, to, you've got to have that confidence. <laughs> true, true. The last game on Saturday is the second cup semi-final to see who plays London in Birmingham in January. And it's uh, Newcastle against Leicester. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Sunday gives us three games that possibly look one-sided on paper. London against Nottingham, Manchester against Seven Oaks, and Leicester against Durham. So yeah. that, that kind of wraps up our, our week ahead. I think there is some there is some interesting match. I think Essex Sheffield probably could be the game of the weekend. Yeah. Hopefully that would be quite a, a close one. Yeah. Which game are you looking forward to? Is it that one? Yeah, definitely that one. That one and the Oakland's game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two that are going to be exciting. Right, I think it's time we uh, we invite Georgia onto the show. Uh, as I said before, I'm excited to kind of see what she thinks of uh, the season so far, get to kind of know her thoughts on her teammates a little bit more and kind of how that squad's gelling together. Um, but let's let's get her on, so... Um, let's let's do it. Hello and welcome to the show, Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> how how are you? How, a busy week this week? Uh, always busy in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, on the court practicing, work, coaching, just a lot. <laughs> so, what what is it you do uh, for work outside of basketball? Uh, well, I'm basically like the manager of the club at the moment so my official role is operations coordinator so I basically run the WBBL team um and then I have my own basketball academy at college um so I do that too and then I also whenever I do have free time I do go into schools and coach as well you weren't lying about being busy then (laughs) (laughs) doesn't stop for you which is so good though so I think it's amazing the fact I don't know if a lot of people know about you and your family and that the whole background of it all, because like I've seen a lot of stuff on like the BBC and stuff like that. Can you kind of like talk us through that and how like Sheffield started, like your grandma, your aunt and all of that? Give us a little Yeah, so recently the BBC stuff has been about my nan. She won Unsung Hero for Yorkshire. Um, which means she's now got put through to be nominated for the national award. So we're waiting to see how she's done with that. She also won, what is it? What's the new the newspaper? Something Times? 
New not New York Times, we're not in New York. <laughs> we're going um, <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, won that. Anyways, grassroots award. Uh so she just won that too. But basically my nan started the club 60 years ago this year. So that's why it was so important for us to be back in the league this year after we had a year out due to COVID. Um, so my nan's played and coached. Um, she's worked within FIBA. Um, and then obviously there's Nessa, who's our head coach at the WBBL. She's my auntie. My mom used to play as well alongside Vanessa. Uh, but my mom runs more, like, is more in the background now. She doesn't really coach. Um, then my brother's coaching. He coaches our under-16s and under-18s. I play. Um, Nessa's son, Quinn, he's playing pro in Italy. Uh, my dad's played. He's kind of retired. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's trying to get back on the court, whether his body lets him. We don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and my sister plays at Oakland. So, what a big basketball family. Do you know, I talked to Sarah, uh, Naomi and Helen and at the start of, well, it was probably February time, about the impact on, on coronavirus as, like, as a club. But what mm-hmm. I got from that interview was, was totally that, that family feel of the club. Like it just runs all the way through the club, how how close knit you all are, whether you're related or, or not related. Kind of mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about, about that kind of family aspect of Sheffield. Um, so basically when you come to us, a lot of people don't leave. <laughs> uh, you look <laughs> at people like Steph Gandhi, who um has been with us for I think 15 years, maybe 16. She she got brought in straight out of college um and is now playing on our masters team because she's been here for that long she's that old (laughs) um so um there's a lot of people that come and don't leave uh we all got on really well it's like Nessa her best friends are Jimmy and Skelly who joined the club when they were young and they're now in their 50s and 60s so they play on the masters team too so it's just one of the things as soon as you come into the club no matter what age you are like everybody knows each other everybody talks to each other um yeah and you just kind of create that bond that doesn't break yeah and you can see that on the court as well like I remember when I was playing for um Barkin Abbey when I was in sixth form and every time we went down to Sheffield we're like oh for heaven's sakes because (laughs) like it's literally a bond that you cannot break like you guys just know each other so well and it was I think we we definitely lost every time we played you. <laughs> you guys were literally just unstoppable back then. And it's interesting for me now that you guys are back in this league just to see how well you're going to do because you're doing so good now. It's like, is Sheffield going to come back and basically take over again? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's It's been a tough year for us because if you think about it, like I wasn't here last year. Like, well, I haven't been here for a few years. So it's basically... Basically, Helen and Naomi are the core of the team. And then, you know, everybody else is basically new. So it's been a bit of a challenge for us, kind of having to gel and create that new team ethos again, because that's never really had to be a thing. We've always had, like, a base of players and just brought in a couple of players. So I think that's definitely been a challenge for us. But we've there's been a few changes, um, which you'll see. Oh, you, you can't do that. How can you do that to us, Georgia? We'll see how it goes over the next few weeks. Another <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> wow. let's, okay. let's kind of um, 
since I don't think you're going to give us anything from that one, are you? Let's let's move on and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about yourself. Can you just tell us where where you're from and kind of when you started to play basketball? So I'm from Sheffield. Um, yeah, I've never really we've never moved from here. Kind of stayed. Um, the only time obviously I moved is when I went to college. Um, but I started playing properly. I would say at nine. Um, when I was young, I'd run around on the side of the court, bouncing the ball, getting in the way while the other ones are practicing. Um, so yeah, I started playing at nine. I was on the under fourteen team. My mum used to have to like tape my kit to me because it was so big. <laughs> Get a roll the shorts, tape the top because it was huge, and I was so tiny. <laughs> Uh, and I'd get on for like the last two minutes of the game. I'd still come off crying because someone probably like bumped into me or something. I was a wuss back then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I stayed. Um, I played up as much as I could. So from under 14s, I was up into under 16s and 18s. By under 16s, I was playing Division 2 uh, and training with the, which was Div 1 back then. Um, and then... I think my under 18s, I was just about fully in the Div 1 WBBL team. My parents always obviously pushed me because they wanted me to get better. So I just kind of went my way up the club as fast as I could. <laughs> Did you feel that pressure then from, because obviously you've talked before how, how much of a basketball family you are. Did you feel a little bit extra pressure? Oh yeah, always. Um, I always felt like I had to produce. But I think I also just put the pressure on myself because... Like people always say I had the potential and it was like, okay, so I've got to do this now. And I step on the court and I'm like, if I don't score this many points, if I don't get this many rebounds, I'm like, God, I'm terrible. <laughs> but I mean, you're not going to have a great game every game. Back then, I didn't realise that. And I guess I was a bit hard on myself. Um, but now I'm kind of realising, you know, like, yeah, there's pressure, but it can't, you can't let it eat you up. Like, just get on with it. And do you think that's like one of your strengths now just being able to adapt on the court and mentally be locked in focused and not worry about the uncontrollables yeah definitely I think my mental state is huge for me like growing up I would say I probably wasn't the best teammate um my best friends will tell you now my group of friends I did not get along with growing up because they were my teammates and we always used to argue I used to scream at them they used to hate me and like when we talk about it now we say how crazy it is at how close we are because they said how much I changed when I came back from America I feel like I grew up and realized the way I was wasn't okay mm. um so I've definitely mellowed uh, a lot nicer sometimes smile it's rare <laughs> um, yeah I'd say I've definitely changed and my mental like my mental's a lot better I'm a lot more positive towards things and I don't just focus on points it might be say if I'm not scoring then you know I'll aim to get more assists or rebound more or just encourage people and help create for other people and besides your shooting because we all know you can shoot what else <laughs> do you think like your strengths are in terms of like on and off the court as well um well, if you've been watching my games lately, shooting's not been my strength. <laughs> I think I've made one three in the past two games, but uh, we'll forget about that. Um, but now I feel like I've been finding my feet again, putting the ball on the floor. Uh, I used to do it a lot growing up. Um, but yeah, I'm getting to the rim a lot more now. So that's good. Hopefully when my shot comes back, it'll make my life a bit easier in both respects. So people have to choose what they want to guard. Um, 
off the court, I'd say I'm very organized. Well, I'm I'm not the team mom, but I keep everybody organized. Um, I wouldn't. Mm, I say I'm more positive than I used to be. Um, I try to be the voice of reason. <laughs> My teammates are gonna watch this and be like, "She's lying." <laughs> You know, yeah. why I'm laughing so hard is because I'm like the exact same. Like when I was younger, I was always angry, like yes. just focused. And now, like, since now I've been a pro for a couple of years, I've calmed down quite a lot. Yeah. And if I do snap, it's because, okay, this is the right time to snap, not just because mm. I'm in a mood. And like my teammates now, they call me mum too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm dying here, because I'm like, geez, you sound just like me. <laughs> you guys both went to America to play and you you kind of mentioned there that that was maybe when you did a little bit of growing up as it were is would you say that was the kind of time in your life when that kind of switched yeah I think the experiences you go through when you're away from home and away from your support system really change you um I went through a lot out in America um from issues on and off the court different teammates to deal with um and you you get a lot of time to yourself so you really get time to sit and think about everything and process everything um so I think that's definitely what made me change and could you just remind us what college you went to and if you have any advice for um young girls going into college as well if there's one thing you can kind of um advise them what would it be Yep, so I went to um, Duke Hair, which wasn't my plan. I went to Northwest Florida State. Um, I obviously wanted to go straight to D1, had D1 offers um, from obviously playing like with England and stuff. Um, and it was last minute. I was lucky that I fell on Northwest Florida. It was one of the best schools in the country for Duke Hair. Um, but that was all to do with my eligibility. So people really need to be careful with that and really look at it before they go to sixth form because I'd gone to university for a year and took a year out and it just messes with the whole five years um and then after my two years there I chose to go to UCF um now this is the biggest like main piece of advice I would say is obviously you get five visits to choose your school official visits anyways UCF was my first official visit. I committed on my first official visit. Do not do oh, that. Oh, that is like actually a crime. And yes. it's crazy because I don't think a lot of young people actually understand the process of going to America. Like if I could go back, I would have asked so many more questions to people who've mm-hmm. done the journey already because there's so many things that you could just... Um, I guess uh, not have to deal with for example like your eligibility and then mm-hmm. signing on your first visit and luckily for me um I took four visits yeah and um decided to go to the last school and it was just like I loved the first school that I went to so mm. yeah it's it's crazy which is why I kind of asked the question like what advice because younger people need to know these yeah yeah and obviously America is amazing the experience is amazing but is it right for you that's what I would say too because people see it as this big dream but do you want to be practicing every day for three hours a day sometimes to sit on the bench is that something you want and that's what I say to our girls because I had a mom asking me the other day about it and I said unless Talitha 
is dominating at under 18s she doesn't need to go and that sounds really harsh but the level of basketball here in comparison to America is obviously there's a massive difference so you have to be dominating here to get anywhere decent there so that's like another thing I would say yeah and then I feel like now the WBBL is improving as well so I feel like kids should kind of stay in England because you've got um a pathway like mm-hmm. you can play D1 you can then go to the WBBL and then eventually go overseas as well so I think yeah. this new pathway in England is is it's mimicking the American system and eventually it can be just as good so your plan yeah. after after America was that to to return back to Sheffield and then kind of COVID got in the way or what was the plan after America? Um, so me leaving America was obviously partly to do with COVID, but partly to do with like personal issues and not being happy there. Um, so I didn't really have a plan. It was more get home and get myself straight before I figured out what I was doing next. Because obviously coming home, I had the security blanket of my parents. So, you know, I had time to figure out what I wanted to do because that was the worst thing for me. It's like, what am I going to do next? Like, I thought I was going to be in college for another year. Um, so, I, to be honest, I really didn't have a clue and I kind of just had to figure it out as I went along. So how did the move to Spain come about? Um, so we obviously realised we weren't having a WBBL team. Um, I'd kind of fallen out of love with basketball because of America. So then we were just going to have Division Two teams. So I was like, you know what, I'll just do that. I'll run around trying to enjoy myself again, get a job, just chill. But then everything got cancelled. Um, so we didn't have a D2 team. So then I'm sat at home like, I really can't not play sport. Like, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get depressed. <laughs> uh, and someone had reached out to me and he was just like, I will help you find a team if that's what you want. And within two days, I'd signed a contract. So, um, yeah, it was all very quick, but I just knew I couldn't sit at home and not do anything. And just based off of, like, you coming home and chilling and stuff, um, did you find any other hobbies um, and like what other talents do you have besides? <laughs> I actually have not. <laughs> Come on, there has to be something. <laughs> Look, I sleep, eat, play basketball and work. Like that's my life. <laughs> like I started a lot of the time, like during COVID and stuff, I was outdoors. Like where I live is like close to the countryside. So I would just hike for miles, like most days. Um, there really wasn't much to do. Um, Netflix was my best friend. Um, yeah, no Let's talk about your animals. Okay. So obviously we have little Tucker, the little Jackapoo. Um, we have the two cats, but they're annoying. They scratch my door at five in the morning. So... They don't even get their names mentioned. Um, Then we have the horses. So that's another one of my massive escapes is being able to go and ride. Um, But I don't do it a lot because I've had some bad injuries and I can't really afford to be off the court. So um, I kind of keep my feet on the ground most of the time. (laughs) You'll have to take up juggling or something. Something like, uh, something partly like, a bit fun that, a bit of juggling, Yeah. (laughs) I can't even do that. 
let's uh, let's move on to looking at this season then. So you're back at Sheffield, back back home, mm-hmm. and if, yeah. just your initial thoughts on how the season's going so far. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised with how we've done. Um, like for us as a team individually, um, I think it's also great to see p- teams like Essex that weren't like up there before, like competing with people. Um, you know, even games that you think could be blowouts, potentially might not be, you know. Most teams could shock us. So I think it's nice this season to know every game you've got to go in, my day. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing like, I love about the WPPL. It's it's so competitive. And like like you said, like the bottom, whoever's at the bottom of the table can beat anyone in the league. So, yeah, it's exciting. I'm a bit upset, though, that your club cancelled on my club on the 6th of November. We were in GB. I know, but I was still upset. I was like, no, I wanted to play this game now. (laughs) And now you've got this little surprise. (laughs) How does that help? (laughs) It's not, I'm going to shut up. You'll see. It's just just a change. That's what it is. Okay, I'm I'm here trying to really get out of you. Oh gosh. Okay, so like another fire <laughs> question. Uh, what's your best moment on mm. the court? This season? Any. Any. Oh. I would say at my junior college, beating my own record. So I hold the record for the most threes made in a game. So I think I made the record the first year. And I got eight in the year after I got nine. So I, I, I think we'll go with that. My memory is terrible. It's the only one that's coming to mind right now. So that's the one we're sticking with. <laughs> probably will beat it this season. Probably. You think? Yeah, I think you could. I'm what was it? No, but one game I think I had. You had like... No, I think it? I had eight. I think I've had eight so far in one or two games. Yeah. Uh, team, yeah. Obviously, this season. It's not against my team, okay? <laughs> All right, okay. I got you. <laughs> this season, you've had the the GB experience as well. Talk us through that and how special mm-hmm. that was. Honestly, I actually really enjoyed it. You know, being with the old ones and younger ones. Um, the bond between the young ones is actually surprisingly great like I never thought I would be close with the people I am close with on the team now um you know we if you see I posted the picture the other day like captioned it like the next generation because we really are there's a bunch of us that are going to be the team when the older ones retire and I think this last camp has really made us gel and it's been really nice obviously being in camp with Carly for the first time playing with Carly was good um, she's lovely. She's such a lovely person. Um, you know, being with Z, um, I think this is the best I've seen Z play too when we were away with GB. She played great. Um, you know, it's just a nice experience, you know, and to, and something different when you're with your team every week. Don't get me wrong, I love my team, but it's just nice to have a bit of a change, learn from new people, play with new people. Um, yeah, so it's overall just, just a really nice experience. I mean, I, then, I obviously oh I haven't had a, an opportunity to represent my country. I, I'm still waiting for the call, but it's coming. Um, it's coming. <laughs> uh, clearly, <laughs> but obviously, you you both have kind of represented countries and stuff. I, I just I don't think I can kind of 
imagine what what it's like to to step on that court for the first time yeah it's such a good feeling I mean playing in front of my family that having on my family there in Manchester um it's just great I'm now I'm making my family proud and that's probably one of the most important things to me and as you say kind of the future looks bright for for JB as as a whole yeah for sure I mean we've got some talent coming back from the states too um so that'll be interesting um it's just kind of the beginning again I guess so it's nice to see how we'll build over the next few years and see what we can do yeah exactly because I know a lot of people were disappointed with the losses but I'm telling people like we're rebuilding again pretty much so yeah in a couple of years time we're going to be dangerous again but we've got to kind of start from somewhere again because like Joe Leadham and Chantel Handy Temi not even Temi you can rule her out because she was actually one of the youngest of the oldest so like they've been playing together from a long time ago so it's like us now are them back then so yeah yeah exactly it takes time is what it is and people just have to kind of bear with us like I know it was frustrating for us to lose we had close games you know and we probably could have won both the games um but you just kind of have to take the positives from it now and just see that we are going to build and we are going to get better um (laughs) those games in the future we will be winning Mm, exactly Another fire question from me. Um, <laughs> your game day routine, are you like, a, it has to be the same every time or? Not at all. Like, I'm so chilled. I used to like have to wear all pink, like spandex, socks, shoes, everything pink. But now I'm so chilled. Like I'll just get up and do my hair. If I've got time, I'll go to the stables. I just chill, like. I honestly just go into every game day like it's kind of any other any other day and just play. Yeah. So um, you you've got to tell us though about <laughs> the one eye picture. I was thinking, I, I was thinking that up. Up now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why the WBBL does this. Like I don't know if we need to make a rule like you need to let us know what pitch shots to use but it keeps getting used though bad. this is the thing like I think like hoops fix have used it WBL have used it like there's plenty of pictures of me like what like I was so mad every time they post it I'm just we're there let me find it I'll, I'll get it ready to advertise this podcast yeah, so uh, use it. have to use it now <laughs> <laughs> so people know what we're talking about right now (laughs) I'm like so hesitant to get lashes put back on because I'm like what if it happens again there's going to be more pictures more evidence right and it's hard because it's like I wear mascara but then like if I get hit or something and my eye starts watering then you've got like black yeah you got panda eyes you you can't use strips because that will 100% come off hey look no Right when I was in America, I could not afford those two hundred dollar lashes. <laughs> if you get the right glue, they will stay on. You have to cake it on now, but it works. <laughs> and are you like so? For me, I have a saying: if you look good, you feel good, you play good. Are you like that as well? I really used to be, but after this whole lash incident, I've had to say <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> Right, let's uh, let's have a look at the, the kind of WBBL as well. Melita mentioned before that the, the standard is improving. Kind of, 
do you see that from say five years ago when you were just coming into the league to when you've come back into the league do you see the standard improving yeah I definitely do um you know like I said about Essex Essex are the biggest one for me um because I know they were a few years ago always kind of at the bottom of the table but like we're going into this weekend because we're playing them you know a little bit apprehensive they just had a close game with Leicester we had a close game with Leicester so um you know that's going to be exciting um I'm trying to think what other teams there are Newcastle I never know with Newcastle where they're at never know um Mark have this debate all the time yeah <laughs> um who else is there I mean Leicester's again one of those teams that could shock people um Nottingham you just never know I do still you don't know with Nottingham as well. you just don't know where people are at there's so many people you can't gauge like whether it's going to be a blowout or a close game or anything like that so I would say just because of that, you can see the standard is improving because there is so many games you are like so unsure about, if you get what I mean. Yeah. We've mentioned Caledonia a few times recently because obviously they've got their new three new signings and they've kind of hit the ground running with, with near triple doubles. And so I think I don't think it'll be long until they start picking up some extra wins as well. Yeah, we played them. They were our last game, actually. We played them at home and, you know, it was quite close in the first quarter for us and them. So uh, they were competing with us, but we have a tendency to start slow at the moment. So that's another problem. Uh, but yeah, it's proven teams can keep up with it, with us and other people. And, and for you, obviously, individual performances this year, scoring kind of a high average points per game and winning Eva's Player of the Week as well. I mean... What a season you're having individually. Yeah, um, I think I've shot myself, to be honest, with uh, how I'm playing. Um, I'm just really focused on having all-round games now. Like I said, when I was younger, it was all about points, but I want to contribute in multiple ways and kind of step up my defence. Chema, when we're in GB, is always going on about my defence and like how I need to play defence and how I am a good defender. I'm just too lazy and don't bend my knees. <laughs> um so that's kind of one of the things I'm focusing on this year. Nessa will put me on the better players, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to contribute in as many ways as I can. Let's have a look at some of your teammates then. We've got a few questions for you just to, to kind of get to know your, your dressing room a little bit better. So, so who would you say the best... Out and out shooter was maybe apart from yourself. Who who do you think the best <laughs> shooter in the squad is? All right, I'll give it. I'll give it to Helen. Nice. nice. I'll give it that one. Who is the funniest in the dressing room? Nico, hands down. Nikki is the funniest person ever. <laughs> she is a hype woman as well. Yes. Like she will get you pumped. I yeah. love playing with her. She is hysterical. Yeah, Nikki is the best. Uh, who's most likely to forget a play? Half our team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took us so long to get the four offences we have in people's heads. <laughs> um, let me think. We're going to go with Alyssa. Okay. okay. Uh, who's got the worst taste in music? 
yeah, I keep hold of the speaker, so we don't need to hear anybody else's music choices. But I'm probably going to say Naomi, because Naomi is the grandma of the team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. You're not going to like that one. <laughs> It'll be all right. <laughs> okay, so you're in charge of the music. What what kind of music is it that you listen to pre-game? Uh, a lot of the time... I put my phone down, it's whatever plays because I'm too busy probably doing my hair. So um, it's just a lot of like upbeat music, uh, like R&B, hip hop and stuff. Um, just kind of a mix, because obviously we have a mix of ages in our team. I'm not going to say the age range, Helen Naylor. <laughs> but um, yeah, you've got to cater to all. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Helen and Naomi are getting it here, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh Who's always late? Oh, Charlie. Um, mainly Charlie, yeah. And is there like a forfeit or anything if you aren't late? The evil stare off Vanessa. <laughs> I know that look too. That looks scary. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, a lot of us don't live, us, well, not me, a lot of our team not live in Sheffield. There's one, two, three, four, five that commute. So it's hard with traffic and stuff like that. So Ness is not so tight about it because most of the time it can't be helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, let's move on to questions, about little quick fire questions about yourself. Again, okay. just to get you know you a little bit better, um, mm-hmm. kind of outside of the basketball court. You mentioned Netflix was your best friend during lockdowns and things. What is your kind of go-to series or your favourite thing that you're watching at the moment? Oh, Selling Sunset. Oh, I haven't seen that one. (laughs) (laughs) Both of us are like, what? (laughs) So it's it's like a house programme. So there's like, they're basically like celebrities now because of the show. It's like a, a st- not, well, estate agents to us that sell houses, like the big mansions in like Beverly Hills and Calabasas and stuff. So, like, oh, they've been- yeah, now I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Love it. Okay, I might <laughs> give it a go then. Yeah, you should. Okay. Honestly, when you watch it, you're going to want to be one of them. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, would you go for a McDonald's or a KFC? Or, or neither. Uh, I'm an athlete. I don't eat those things. Ah! Oh, okay. Not McDonald's. Okay. Not McDonald's. <laughs> uh, do you have a favourite squad number? And if so, what is it? And, and why do you have that number? Um, seven. Um, my mom played it. So, same as my mom. Oh, Disney film. What's your favourite Disney film? All right, don't hate on me. I'm not a Disney person. <laughs> I mean, not even not even the new Pixar films, Toy Story, like the, the kind of no. <gasps> wow. Anything like animation, I can't sit and watch. Like it, it's just boring to me. You've you've just talked about a program about selling houses. <laughs> uh, have you seen their lifestyle? <laughs> Are you talk about Helen and Naomi being a grandma? <laughs> Start to sound like one. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
Uh, pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Oh my gosh, no. I think we're just, Melita, we're just going to have to end this it's now, not, aren't we? I mean, yeah. just gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, pineapple on a pizza. It's a good thing. Right, it balances out the flavours. What if you've got to balance out? Just get a pizza you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rexy, <break>, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know what to ask now because it's all just it's just gone. It's gone. Uh, do you have a, a basketball team that you follow kind of outside the WBBL, whether it be over in America or across Europe? No, I wouldn't say I do. I just kind of keep up with like places that my friends play. I don't necessarily have like a favorite team or whatever, but I just catch whatever games I can. And ooh. How would you finish this sentence? I love basketball because it keeps me from getting fat. <laughs> wait, 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 we've got to ask because obviously I follow you on Insta and you go out to eat. I swear it's like every other day. So I think one of your hobbies is finding restaurants and eating. Like... Yeah, honestly, me and my girlfriend, literally every day we wake up and we're like, where are we going to eat? <laughs> Like our whole Instagram like DM is just sending each other restaurants and places because we're just like, yeah, we'll go there next. Like we just love food. We tell each other we need to stop, but like it's I guess it's like our love language. <laughs> <laughs> like I hands down, you beat me. Like everyone says, Mel, you go out to eat all the time. No. Georgia goes out to <laughs> eat all the time. <laughs> but it looks amazing yeah, so yeah really that's the thing like when we're one of them like we're the type that loves good like looking food so we go for like aesthetic food over the actual taste so maybe we like maybe we need to stop doing that but, yeah it's great it's great you need to set up an instagram like uh kennedy and chantel have got over london with the with their oh, food we've things said that. like we'll review places we go to um, and then hopefully we'll get some free food because I'm like, yeah, so good right now. <laughs> you can go out for meals two times a day if one of them's free, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, watch this face, it's coming. I'm about to get on the phone to after this. <laughs> well, I think that I think that's uh. That's uh, that's us for today. I mean, we we've kind of got to know that you 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 don't like Disney, so I mean that's a a big down. I'm afraid, uh, no pineapple on pizza, but that you've had an incredible basketball career up to this point, I guess. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so what what can people expect from you, kind of, uh, and Sheffield for the rest of the season? Do you think what what are the kind of ambitions for for the club and yourself? I think our aim is to get a trophy. So whichever one it is, uh, we're going for some silverware. Um, practice have really switched up after the London game. I think it was a wake-up call for us. Um, so I think you need to wait and see how we are from now on, you know. Um, <laughs> You're killing me. Ness, our practices have been defense, defense, defense. Like you are this far away from your person. Like, so hopefully, you know, we come out with a bit of a bang this weekend and continue. Um, 
because we have London in a few weeks. So what happened last week or the week before when we played them? Like that's out of our brains. It's time to start afresh. Um so yeah, hopefully we'll give them a better game. Yeah, you got you've got Newcastle before then, so I mean that's that's the big one. Like we said. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> wow, well Essex, but watch out. I know. It's gonna be a good game. I feel like they're definitely gonna give us a game. So good. I'm excited. Well, uh, Georgia, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us uh this Thank evening. But uh, good luck for the rest of the season. I mean, apart Thank from the Newcastle and the Gloucester well. games, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you see me? I like held back. I was like, do I say that? Because do I... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I mean it. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I always say this though. I hope you do well. <laughs> Thank you. So sweet. <laughs> and we'll hopefully speak to you soon. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.